0: hi everybody this is alan fine and i'm here with gavin landry executive vice president and director america's for visit britain we are going to talk about uh that whole region post pandemic because there's a lot to discuss and this is insider travel report so let's begin i mean britain's open for business what does that mean restrictions that we talked about on our last interview gone tell us more
1: right Yeah, no, I mean, it's really good to be able to say that uh, we are open, Britain is open for business. And uh, it's all about recovery now, Alan. I mean, this is a a really important part of our economy and ultimately the prosperity of Great Britain, just in terms of the numbers. And this may be gobsmacking, because every time I think about it, it it has that impact on me. You're looking at a business pre-pandemic that was 127 billion in total impact. You're talking about over 3.1 million jobs. You're talking about over 200,000 small to medium-sized enterprises and roughly 10% of the GDP of the entirety of Great Britain. So it's a really important thing that we focus on recovery. And I'm happy to say that uh, we are recovering in markets across the world, but also at a very brisk pace here in North America. So what do you think? uh, Do you have a forecast?
0: What do you think is going to happen this year and next
1: well, I mean, there was all this talk of, of uh, pent-up demand, right? And I think we did see that, that when, finally, when Omicron was more in the rear mirror, vaccinations were catching up, restrictions were eased, um, we did see quite a bit of, of a pent-up demand uh, piece where it was a, thought to be a bit of a bubble. Um, to be to be honest, uh, we're sitting here in uh, in October, and we haven't seen any kind of a decline from uh, at least from North America when it comes to demand. We're we're hearing from our suppliers, from our airline partners, uh, from our tour operators that things are as brisk as they have been all year long. And um, we feel like the rest of this year, you know, based on data that we do receive from the likes of Forward Keys and others that track these things for us, um, that we're gonna finish out the year quite strong. We're obviously we're, you know, focusing now on, on 2023. And when we talk later about some of the campaign activity, that's where we're really gonna focus a lot of our time and money, frankly, uh, when it comes to, to making sure that next year is a very successful year for us.
0: Is this a good time to talk about connectivity and airlift?
1: It is. I mean, interestingly, we initially were at the beginning of this year. uh, We were still roughly seventeen to twenty percent down in capacity, and in other words, that much metal was was left on the ground, uh, flying into the UK. We are now almost at at par levels. Uh, in fact, several new flights have been launched into the UK, uh, including some by the, the the likes of our great partner British Airways, uh, Air Lingus, Delta, uh, and United have all announced new flights coming in, as well as others. So we're very fortunate that our capacity is is coming back. And certainly capacity into London is is really an important part of the overall picture because we always view it as london plus and we like people to experience that their, their, they their they're all they can from their london their their london bit of their trip but also you know take in other parts of, of great britain under what we would describe as see things differently uh, but we always
0: britain. but in our coverage we always talk about uh, yes go london first and then move out but then there are other airports that a travel advisor should be aware of that can uh, skip that London connectivity and go right to the other uh, parts of, of, of England. Uh, do you want to mention any of those?
1: Well, that's true. Um, we do have several other airports uh, with direct con- connectivity, from, particularly from the U.S., uh, including you know, Gatwick, which is a very... Popular airport, not far from Heathrow. Uh, then, of course, there's Edinburgh, which has direct flights uh, from different parts of the country. Um, so we are very pleased about uh, the ways that you can actually connect in uh, through through all the partners that I've mentioned already. And we still have some room to grow. I mean, there is uh, there is opportunity uh, on the horizon in terms of you know how we can drive recovery at at our best pace uh, in a in a time when you know everyone is trying to do the same thing. And so we have, you know, we have our competitors all over the globe and even domestic competitors like California, Hawaii, Florida, who are looking for the same types of consumer that we are in our efforts forward. So we have to make sure that we do our very best in that globally and domestically competitive environment. So what have you got for
0: visitors? What's in store for them? Uh, What kind of activities are fresh and new?
1: Yeah, I mean Alan, there's so much to to talk about, but I will tell you that there's a real spotlight that we're putting on our cities as you know the cities were hit hardest by the absence of inbound visitors so in, along with our messages of welcome and reassurance boosting customer confidence in visiting britain we're also talking about something that we call see things differently which is aligning with the uk government's refresh great brand as you know great brand uh, the great brand is one that has been in market for a number of years so we're aligning with our good partners in uk government with the great plan uh, the great brand and the great calling campaign which was launched in the us in march Now, one of the stories that we're talking about is we're talking about renowned heritage. You know, you think about our iconic city attractions, but doing it with a modern twist, you know, our buzzing contemporary culture and innovative food and drink scene, you know, from rooftop afternoon tea in Liverpool to Edinburgh's Fringe Festival, to sailing down a hot tub in the Thames. So there's lots to say about seeing things differently when you travel Great Britain, and even if you're coming to some of these iconic cities like Liverpool, Manchester, Edinburgh, uh, and Cardiff, uh, you know London, it's all there for you to experience.
0: Well, I, I really think that the travel advisor should key on, key in on the phrase uh, "sailing in a hot tub down the Thames," so because <laughs> that, that really, to me, says it all. That it's a whole new, you know, it's not a stuffy look at 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 the country. It's a very vibrant, young, new, refreshed look.
1: That's right. Yeah, and I think that's all part of see things differently. So we want people to really think about Great Britain for all of its icons, of course, and all the traditions and the great sense of humor and the, this, the film scene and everything else that is evoked when you think of Great Britain. But at the same time, you can look at it and do it differently. So that, that hot tub down the Thames, um, which I think is something between six and eight guests can do it at the same time. So you can imagine that you could have a bunch of friends and you just you know do the, the, the Thames with a glass of champagne and. A hot tub. Um, that's kind of Instagrammable, in my opinion, and, and something that will give you a little, few bragging rights when you get back home. Absolutely. So um, it, what what's the breakdown? Uh, international
0: visitors are important to you. So I, I assume the U.S. is a huge part of that. What else?
1: Well, I mean, international visitation is a big part of the overall tourism economy. Uh, I think prior to the pandemic, we were in the neighborhood of Uh, 30 million inbound visits to to the UK from all markets. Uh, The U.S. at that point represented 4.5 million of those visits. Uh, Canada, another... You know seven eight hundred thousand uh our south america offices drove another few hundred thousand so you know we're, we're really an important part of the world for great britain when it comes to the inbound um, market and the inbound recovery and what we do know is that that our our uh, particularly our american canadian uh, travelers are very keen to disperse across the country so um they're they're keen to potentially you know rent a car or just take the train Uh, to different places in the uk as you know i mean getting around the uk you can be from london to edinburgh on a train in about four and a half hours you could be from london to wine country in about two hours on a train you could drive from london to bristol which is the western part of england or over to cardiff in about two hours so when you talk about scale and you think about you know sort of in america if you were going from one big city to another big city you know the flight times the drive times will be much different but in terms of the uk it's it while it is great it's great britain uh the the it's really kind of a compact destination you can take in an awful lot within one you know travel experience and the the travelers you you do a lot of research and the travelers that are visiting their
0: sentiment is high they are they're loving what they're seeing and what they're doing correct
1: that is correct yes i mean we we have really tried to emphasize you know the the way that we work with influencers uh, and working with our social channels both on a paid and an own basis and you know folks will will definitely talk about these experiences that come in uh, s- somewhat unexpected in some cases because you know there are still lingering perceptions I mean uh, I, I always before I joined I always heard about you know bangers and mash and, and fish and chips my gosh Alan, I think we have over 112 michelin star restaurants in the whole of the UK that's more per capita than anywhere in the world so if you're into food if you're a foodie uh, if you're into you know wine we've got our wine country if you're gin and scotch there are all kinds of tasting experiences throughout the country uh, it's really a, it's really a great time time to be there
0: well that's more of that um, uh, the the new fresh look at uh, at the country because uh, there's it, it's foody and it's uh, sophisticated and it's not stuffy that's the,
1: the key here that's right and and every trip i always make sure that i you know i take in something both iconic and something unexpected one of the things that i love when i travel and i think your travel advisors may appreciate this some of the best Indian food and curries are are found in the whole of the UK. I was just in Birmingham for the Commonwealth Games and there's literally a a curry row where you can go and experience these tremendous curries from all over, you know, different parts of Asia, particularly, you know, parts of India where you wouldn't necessarily have tasted that same type of an approach to a curry. Just delicious. And so, you know, these are the things that unless, I mean, in New York, you can get occasionally, you can get a good curry, but I got to tell you, if you want a good curry, the uk is where you want you want to go Uh, travel
0: advisors are looking to book their clients sometimes uh, to coincide with events what's coming up what's big
1: yeah no look i mean there's always something big happening in great britain isn't there alan and and of course you know we we love to think about the way that we promote global britain as a driving force for international tourism trade and investment and and potentially as the world's meeting place because we have a big offer when it comes to meetings and conventions um, we have something that we call our experience seekers, who are our target market, um, and those are people that want to have all kinds of vast and, and disparate experiences when they travel. So coming into next year, you think about some of the big, uh, the big opportunities. I mean, what we have. Uh, Lots of LGBTQ plus events happening that are are significant, whether it's in in Brighton or Manchester, Birmingham, Bristol, uh, that sort of thing all over actually the UK. We've got lots of other things that people can think about when it comes to their 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 desire to travel. And that is, um, you know, this this whole idea of sort of sustainable and slow travel and and wellness and wellness travel. Um, There's there's an idea that people want to travel longer. Uh, kind of spend more on, on on experiences and maybe slow down just a little bit instead of popping over from three to four to, to five different uh, destinations. Um, you know, that's not, you know, I'm, I'm thinking more of like a European vacation where you might, you know, do uh, Great Britain and other European locations. Folks are starting to say that, you know, they'd like to get more immersive in the places where they go. So that's why we think that the London Plus. Uh, the idea is one that is really uh, is is really going to hold and really be one that resonates right now with this experience uh, seeker audience. We're also thinking more about how. The travel community fits into the environmental picture and sustainability. Our main strategy is dispersal, uh, so that we can spread not just the um, you know the, the the visitor volume, but also spread the economic benefits and the social benefits of travel to various places throughout the UK. So I think things that are, are kind of cool. I mean, you asked about what's new. I mean, you've got this great uh, what's called coastering in Wales. That's where you you jump off the uh, a cliff with a small parachute. It sounds Crazy dangerous. It's not, but it's a great it's great fun to do coast steering in Wales because, you know, they have the great coast. It was, I think, with 15 years celebrating that coastal path in, in Wales. Uh, there's zip lining and surfing. Uh, there's a place called Zip World in, in Wales as well. It's the largest and fastest zip line in Europe um, that people can take in. You've got a place called the Skywalk that's brand new at Tottenham Stadium. So the Tottenham Hotspurs, the soccer team, the football team as they call it, uh, as the Brits call it, there, there's a new skywalk there where you can actually go up and you're walking around the top of the stadium, uh, which I imagine would be quite thrilling. I haven't actually done it myself. And then of course, I know in a moment, we wanted to talk a little bit of some of the things that are influencing folks on the film and TV front. Uh, Yes, let's go over uh, film and television, because I know it's a, it's
0: almost a constant reminder that we need to go back and see where all these great shows
1: came from. Right. Yeah, that's absolutely true, Alan. So we're you know, we're looking at things like the uh, current current projects that are on. I mean, you, you already know about Peaky Blinders um, and things like that, where there was a huge influence. But now you have uh, the House of the Dragon, which is the prequel to Game of Thrones. Um, and th- these are locations that are throughout the U.K., Ah, uh, the Crown season five. I mean, people are still very, very much interested in all things the Crown and and, and the Royals, obviously, and so that's that's a, a big part of our uh, our film and TV puzzle. And then there's more. *Downton Abbey*. More Down Abbey, that's correct, and, and something on Hulu, a series on Hulu called Welcome to Wrexham, which is about the Welsh football club that was purchased by Ryan Reynolds and Rob McKellany. Um So folks are, are tuned in, as, as it were, and we know that pl- people want to go to places that they've seen on film or seen on TV. Now, in terms of other things that are kind of interesting to, to think about, you know, we've got this, this great England coastal path where it's essentially the largest contiguous walking path in the world. So if you like to walk and you like being outdoors, you can you know, take take a great walk on the England coastal path, uh, hit a local pub while you're exploring the coast and just have the time of your life, frankly. I love to walk, especially when I'm on holiday. There's other places uh, that, are, that are really important to hit. So thinking about London, but then think about Bristol. As I mentioned, just two hours by train from London. Glasgow, which is of course a great city in Scotland, uh, just a few hours by train. Cardiff, a little over two hours by train. Liverpool, home of the Beatles, of course, Manchester with all the great music scene there. I mean, these are all really proximate to, to, to London as part of your, you know, your UK experience. And then just finally, in terms of things that are happening sort of new, uh, I think it's important to note that there is a really big luxury boom in London with uh, the likes of uh, the debut of the St. Regis London, uh, the Peninsula London, the Park Hyatt London River Thames, uh, Waldorf Astoria. Which is opening in the converted Admiralty Arch and Raffles. Uh, It's just it's a really really wonderful time to experience the sort of the the reblossoming, the reopening of the entirety of the UK and the luxury experience that you can find in London. Which I know many of your travel advisors are looking for ways to suggest that type of an experience for their clients.
0: I don't know how often it comes up, but travel advisors uh, might have clients who are concerned about sustainability. Uh, what what uh, programs are in place that travel advisors can brag about and say, "Hey, and you'll be helping
1: if you go there." Yes, absolutely. Well, um, many of you may know that uh, we have the Eden the Eden Project in Cornwall, which is the largest indoor rainforest. Um, that is held to the highest standards of accessibility, energy efficiency and environmental sustainability. Well, now there's an Eden Project Hotel that's opening in 2023. So if you haven't seen the Eden Project uh, in Cornwall, then you want to make sure that folks are recommending that they go not only to see the Eden Project, but potentially stay on site. There's really another exciting project which has to do with, with Scotland as one of the first, actually the first destination in the world that has knitted together all of its UNESCO World Heritage Sites. I think there are 13 sites that are now part of one tourism product experience Um, so when you think about unesco you think about all the good things that come come with the designation of being a unesco world heritage site and scotland is is the first to take this on and, and knit them all together and as you know unesco world heritage sites are a huge driver of interest and a huge driver of tourism people want to see the world heritage sites because they are so special so that's a really that's another cool thing that i think folks could recommend so do you want to tell us what, what's Visit Britain uh, doing now to, and to support all of this good stuff? So, Alan, we launched the Global Sustainable Tourism Content Hub on visitbritain.com with itineraries. So this is a way for guests that they can look on this itinerary, see how they can be part of sustainable travel throughout the U.K., we also uh, really came together as, as the UK and nations and regions around the UN Conference on Climate Change, which was COP26 held in Glasgow last November. Uh, we, we leveraged our social media channels, our marketing and our editorial channels, all to showcase the eco-friendly products and experiences that support the host communities across the UK. We've done everything from webinar discussions with our strategic partners like Visit uh, Scotland, Visit Wales, London and partners to discuss each destination's approach to sustainable travel and post-pandemic recovery, frankly. And also we did a a pretty big effort around Climate Week in in New York City and supported uh, through our owned and earned channels, again, the the types of of work that were focused on the United Nations General Assembly and Climate uh, that was so important and so heavily featured in that assembly this year.
0: So, Gavin, let's talk about the Gateway to the North, uh, Manchester. What's happening there that's of note?
1: Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, there's so much going on in Manchester. And, you know, there's already so much there, including two great football clubs. Uh, in, in fact, we're in going Manhattan.
0: to have a we have an interview with uh, uh, representatives of Manchester coming
1: up on Insider Travel Report. Oh, fantastic! Well, that's great, and they're they're all great people. They they really have so much going on with Man United, uh, Man City, both there, right in the heart of, uh, of the city. But there's a, a couple of really cool things. Like one is a, it's a food hall. Um, it's called Escape to Freight Island. This is an open air food hall that opened last year in a long forgotten freight depot. And of course, you know because travel was more sparse last year, um, folks still have lots of chances to you know to um, to experience that. Now in Manchester also, the Manchester Museum is reopening after a thirteen and a half million pound uh, renovation and, and updating. So that that's certainly a fun thing to do. And then a place that I'm super excited about is called The Factory. This is opening in spring of 2023. This is an ultra flexible cultural space. It's gonna be a permanent home of the Manchester International Festival. And in addition to that, it's gonna hold other events uh, like large scale artistic innovations uh, unlike any other space in the world. So when Manchester does it, they do it right. Um, and they're really, it's really exciting. You know, of course, don't forget, we're about to hear where Eurovision 2023 is going. So uh, it's down to two cities uh, for Eurovision 2023. I already talked about some of the things were happening with film. And then lastly, Alan, just in terms of exciting things, and I know you've got some some other questions for me, but I did want to point out um, that we'll see on the West End uh, some of our favorite musicals like Dirty Dancing, Bat Out of Hell, Guys and Dolls. Uh, as well as the Layman Trilogy and, and uh, plays like Patriots that are coming to the West End. So the West End is just continuing to innovate and you know, drive new ways of, of you know, taking in performing.
0: Let's talk about, please, um, I want travel advisors to uh, have a call to action. Uh, you, you mentioned a website before, but where should they go for all their questions and where can they go to become more involved?
1: Well, I think a good place to start is visitbritain.com. You can certainly migrate over to the trade portion of the site where you'll find an ability to, to look at the things that we offer in terms of information for the trade and the travel advisors. We're regularly going uh, ahead with these types of uh, calls where we have suppliers, UK suppliers that are that are being matched with the, the folks that are in the buyer community to ask questions about what's new, what's going on, how can I best you know talk with my, my clients about you know travel to the UK. I will say that, you know, what we have found, Alan, is that in the post-pandemic world that we're in at the moment, that people are very inclined based on sentiment, Uh, surveys that we've done very inclined to go to the UK uh, mainly uh, because of the the fact that the UK is is a really good sort of gateway experience to the rest of Europe. So because the English language is spoken um, it's, uh, it's, something that is, it's kind of more in the known category than it is in the unknown categories, what the experience will be like. And of course, you know, there are all kinds of different experiences you can have in the UK. Uh, it, it has been, it, it's been do- documented that I think one out of three Americans is looking to travel to the UK at this moment in time. So that's a pretty high, uh, percentage for travel advisors to consider when they're talking to people, when they say gosh, where should I go? Uh, where should I take my holiday? Uh, maybe the first answer, well, of course, I think the first answer should be go to the United Kingdom.
0: All right, well, that's great. The Do you have any um, final words of advice to travel advisors before we uh, close off this uh, interview?
1: Uh, my, my main thought would be to say thank you. Uh, we, we thank you for all you do to to keep Britain top of mind and to help us to drive the the, the tourism economy, the recovery. Uh, and ultimately the prosperity of Great Britain through your efforts. What you do is no small measure. Uh, it may seem like you're helping people go on holiday, but you're actually helping people to have jobs, to have a livelihood, and for a country uh, that, that we all think of as one of the greatest countries in the world to to prosper and stay healthy. So it's really important work you do. We wanna thank you for that and thank you for anything we can do uh, or or just think about anything we can do that is uh, to support you and, and reach out if we can. So Gavin,
0: thank you for being with us.
1: Thank you very much, Alan. It's always a pleasure. I look forward to the next time in person. And this is Alan
0: Fine for Insider Travel Report.